baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here we go, 9-10 Friday morning before Mardi Gras. We got something special coming up in conjunction with the Newell Norman Show. At 10 a.m. while you're listening to Newell, if you go to Newell's Show Facebook page and watch the live stream, or you can go to Newell's Show Facebook page and watch the live stream of the 54th annual Greasing of the Poles live from the Royal Sinesta Hotel on Bourbon Street in the heart of the French Quarters. You can go to Facebook and watch and search, rather, the Newell Norman Show, and you can watch him grease the poles live from the Royal Sinesta, and that really has gotten bigger and bigger each year. And, boy, there's no way you're going to be able to get in, but if, if you could be at Galatoire's this afternoon, that is the place to be on Friday afternoon before Mardi Gras. All right, so with that being said, it is probably the best hour of the year, I might hazard to say, Friday, February 8th, weekend before Mardi Gras. And who better to join us than Ian McNulty, who covers eating and drinking and everything fun for Nola for the New Orleans Advocate Times Picayune? How you doing, Ian McNulty? Happy Muddy Gras! Happy Muddy Gras, Tommy. We are here indeed. It is rolling, and I got to tell you, following uh, on the heels on your show after uh, Arthur Hardy, man, yeah. that's something. That well, I'm, an absolute I'm honored legend. to have both absolute of you. This, this is just this is outstanding. This, this is what WWL does. This look, we're going to be uh, broadcasting live from um, New Orleans and Company uh, on Mardi Gras Day. I'm going to be with Linda Cassidy from Magic 101.9, and Newell will be on with Scoot. And I was watching a thing on Channel 12 last weekend. Arthur Hardy was on it, and and they had somebody, uh, Jackie, somebody or the other, uh, a WWL announcer from 1958, I think it was, covering the Rex Parade. And, and at moments like that, I realize how honored I am to be a part of this thing that, you know, I'm watching this on a TV film from 1950, and now I'm part of that lineage. Man, that's tough to beat. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Tommy, that, that, that ties in real directly with something I've been contemplating and, and just have a, a column out on it uh, today, actually, on NOLA.com. And it's, of course, it's through the lens of, of food and drink because that's mm-hmm. my, my realm. Uh, but this, this, this carnival that we all celebrate together, and we do, we celebrate it together, uh, it really is this uh, this line that goes through time, goes through generations, and has these commonalities, like this this framework, this structure of it, uh, that is you know steady and, and and repeating year after year, generation after generation, the parades, the balls, the traditions of it all. <clears throat> but it's us, it's it, it's us in and the things that we do in between all that that really make it fun and make it what it is and make it worth pursuing and, and all the time and expense that we dump into this thing while people elsewhere across the country are engaged in serious business and we're doing all this. Uh, but it, for me, the, the food and drink aspect of it is so strong. It's the, the, the everyday, the things that we do throughout this, this, this carnival season that make it more than just the calendar passing by. Uh, it's, it's those extra steps that we take to procure that coveted king cake uh, to to put out a spread of food for our friends, to, to bring it all to the parade route, maybe even to you know, share a little generosity with strangers who are passing by, kind of swept up in it all. 
Uh, it's the things that we do to make it special that that do indeed make it special. It, it's not just uh, this thing that we watch on TV or that is uh, uh, produced around us and for us and for our entertainment. It's it's. I think what makes Mardi Gras so special in New Orleans is the way we all throw ourselves into it and make it our own uh, within this ongoing framework of it all. And there's nothing like the ephemeral pleasure of, of food and drink and that, that of the moment uh, enjoyment of it all and the ability to share that with people so readily that um, that, that, that really defines the season for me. Yeah, if, I, if I could, if I could. Bills that I take. Yeah, and what? It justifies the grocery bills yes. that are adding up here as I'm as I'm going through preparations for my own party. But so. you know what? If I if I could uh, expand on that, I presume you have an Endemian party. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Because yeah. I didn't get the invite. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a standing invite for you, Tommy. Okay. Well, uh, so I'll have to stand up. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> right. All right, right. So listen. No, but seriously, if I can expand on what you're saying, and that's what I think made the expansion of. The king cake um, availability industry, whatever you want to call it, so important because it goes to not just parades, but it goes to the mindset of Mardi Gras. And and now it seems like from January 6th, collectively, even if you don't go to the parades, we go into this escapist mindset of Mardi Gras that we all collectively share, maybe not directly with each other, maybe independent of each other. It might not be even on Mardi Gras Day going to the parades. It might be extended family getting together, for as my family used to do with hot dogs and chili and ham or whatever the, the tradition happens to be. But it really is something that, and I think you put your th- finger on it just now, Ian, it's this culture, it's this mentality that really, I think, starts January 6th and is going to run all the way through Fat Tuesday that – does do a lot to unite us. I re- and I, that's whether it's North Shore, South Shore, West Bank, you name it. Agree? Well, because we, we all do it, right? Yep. We, this is, that's what New Orleans culture is about. It's not just this place that we all happen to live in, despite it all. It's a place where this culture developed and where we pursue it. And, you know, it's up to us to pursue it and to pass it on. And, to and I mean, it's a heck of a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we do it. And it really is this, this time of year. When again, uh, my you know my friends who have lived here in the past, went to school here, they, they live somewhere else. This is the time of year where, where, you know, somewhere in the back of their head they start thinking, you know, when the alarm goes off and they're they're they're, they're getting their car on their on their commute through some highway interpass on the way to their their highly successful office job, they're thinking, wait, oh, I'm supposed to be wait, there should be glitter on my face, I should be. Uh, I, sh- I should be wiping like fried chicken crumbs uh, off of my lap here. Yes, it's 9 a.m. I'm eating fried chicken. Uh, th- th- these little vestigial things of New Orleans culture that stuck with them <laughs> that, that I know they feel and pine for, uh, but we're, we're plunging into it here. Speaking of chicken, yes. um, this is, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about king cake on our last, mm-hmm. our last chat. Um, but in the time since, I put out a list of what I consider my, my well, what are my top five uh, places for Fried chicken for Mardi Gras, specifically Mardi Gras, big batch, party style fried chicken, which is distinct, in my view, <clears throat> from what would make, might be called the best fried chicken, period. I mean, the, the, you've got your knife and fork fried chicken, your restaurant fried chicken. You go into places like Dookie Chase, uh, Little Dizzy's, Hi-Hat on Ferret Street, Fantastic Chicken, Fiorella's out in Gentilly. These are awesome, you know, rest, sit down restaurants for fried chicken, just some of the best around. But that's different from what you need at this time of year. What you need is a big box of it, 
uh, to fill up the dining room table or to take out to the parade route or to have in the back of your car or to stash in your, your, in your backpack as you're tromping on to the next party and you're bringing something. And that is, that's party fried chicken. And we have some exemplar places uh, in New Orleans that really make great, great, great fried chicken and at such a value and in these big batches and highly reliable uh, that is it's perfect for the season. Um, top of mind, first one I always think of is McCarty's on Broad Street. It's on Broad, just past Esplanade, between Esplanade and Bayou Road. Uh, been around for a while and family-run spot, and it just has superb fried chicken for, for any price, but it's also a very good value. Uh, the family that runs it makes, takes great pains to make sure it's highly affordable for their customers. And McCarty's? the special thing about it, yeah, McCarty's, yeah, M-C-H-A-R-D-Y. And where is it? I just want to make sure people know where they're going and what you, where you're talking about. Yeah, this is Broad Street in um, kind of between Mid-City and the 7th Ward. It's right. on es- just past Esplanade Avenue by Bayou Road, very close to the fairgrounds. Uh, and it's uh, just no seats. You, you walk in, it's just a counter, you know, it's almost – you could almost confuse it for like a fast food style fried chicken place, but it's not. It's a, it's a one-off. It's family-owned. Uh, they make great fried turkeys, by the way, for the holidays. Uh, but the thing I really love about their chicken is, and this is very important for this time of year also, because you know we have special considerations this time of year in Carnival. Uh, the flavor is really good, right out of the right out of the box, right, right hot out of the fryer. But it stands up uh, mm-hmm. a few hours later. Even it's even. Even cold McCarty's fried chicken is better than a lot of hot fried chicken. That is the key. Way that, That's a key element key. to it. Exactly, because you know how you're going to come back to the party after a few parades, after a few few floats have passed by. Uh, the next day, you're going to get up, and mm-hmm. the only things of, of nourishment in your fridge are going to be some mini muffaladas and a couple pieces of fried chicken. Is this going to be good cold out of the fridge? And, and you make the, the, the you make the argument that fried chicken is really not meat. Right, <laughs> right. It's bre- it can be breakfast meat for sure. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then another one. So McCarty's has been a longtime favorite of mine. Uh, I started going there. They, they opened not long after Katrina. They've been around for quite some time. Um, but a newer one to me. Someone just put it on my radar. I'm very grateful they did. Out in Jefferson, it's called Highway Fried. Highway Fried Chicken and Seafood, or just Highway Fried. And it's getting on. It's on. It's on Jefferson Highway, getting closer to. The Huey P. Long Bridge used to be a Dots Diner. Yes, precisely. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. It's at the corner of Jefferson Highway and Highway Drive, which okay. is quite the intersection. Uh, and this is—you could sit down and eat there, but most people are getting takeout orders. And you know, when I when I pulled up, I saw all these contractor vans you know, crowded around the place. I saw a couple big rigs that had pulled off to the side of the road on the, the empty lot next to it. Like, okay, th- these are good signs. This place is just open for lunch, and already guys in the know are, are, are making a beeline. They're pulling up. And I saw people walking out with these big 25-piece orders mm. of fried chicken that were the size of a coffee table, never mind enough to fill a coffee table. And, Tommy, this chicken, again, highly affordable, uh, very good, and with a really nice spice. Like the, the first bite, <clears throat> yeah, it's good. It's tasty. It's got a little spice to it. And then it starts growing. By the third bite, you're like, whoa, this is actually spicy. That is masterful cooking, though. That's like where you get that little taste at first, and then it builds. That, to me, is excellent. That's that's the the art of spicing food. 
Yes, fantastic, fantastic. And, and uh, just to recap, uh, so people know it's Highway Fried Chicken, which, as Ian said, is coincidentally located at the corner of Jefferson Highway and Highway Drive. So it's Jefferson yeah, Highway and Highway, and it used to be a Dots Diner. Yeah, so if you're heading upriver on Jefferson Highway, it's just past Haydell's where you're getting your, your king cake. By the way, they have a Cafe Olay king cake this year, Haydell's does. Oh, really? Uh, which is a new, new to their arsenal. Uh, and it's quite good. I've been on sort of a coffee king cake kick this Tim, season. We talked about the coffee science one last week. Let me just get this day. out because Tim's going to keep telling me in my ear they have good corn nuggets, he tells me. Is that what you said? Fried corn nuggets at Highway Fried. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's so. that's the uh, the extra special sides. It's like basic sides, and then there's like elevated sides gotcha. at Highway Fried. So, you know, you can oh, – good biscuits there too. And speaking of biscuits, another one on my list. Again, we're talking party fried chicken, the fried chicken you need for Mardi Gras. P-A-W-T-Y fried chicken. Party fried chicken, right? Right. For sure. Uh, Is Chubby's fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is in Algiers. uh, Good luck. uh, Down down General Meyer. Yeah, fantastic place. Looks like a chain. Has that, like, boulder facade that looks like a – the way they did the Popeye's uh, locations back in the 80s It was originally a Sunrise fried chicken way back in the day. Then, my friends – um, ah. Yeah, yeah. Julie and Greg bought it, and then they sold it. I think, but they you gotta Chubby's is delicious, but they, they, you gotta pick the hours, right? I mean, they're not open a lot. Uh, you know, it changed hands. I want to say in the last year or so, yeah. and it seems like the, the hours have been pretty consistent. Okay. Uh, I discovered them when I was on the hunt for the, a fried chicken sandwich. Remember, the, there was the craze of, uh, sure. a little ways back about the you know, Popeye's fried chicken sandwich, and they're calling out all the other big fast food brands. Well, I went around and found some local versions that were excellent. The Chubby's one, man, that blew me away. It is good. Excellent spice, good crunch, good crust. juiciness. Delicious exactly. crust. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and their biscuits are fantastic mm-hmm. there, too. And then, again, this is another place that's great for, for the parades, for, you know, I'm told – the Super Bowl is this weekend. I mean, the Saints aren't in it, so, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch Taylor Swift uh, cheer every time her boyfriend catches the football, it's going to be a great Don't game. Don't be hating on <laughs> Taylor now. Come on. Come it's not on. her fault. It's no, not her it's fault. not. It's, look, they're two young kids in love. Leave them alone. Right? The, the, the classic Romeo and Juliet with the uh, – well, let's hope not. Millions of people watching. Oh, well, yeah. Well, good I don't know if you ever got to well. the end of. That I don't know if you ever got to the end of that play or not, but let's hope not. Spoiler you know, alert! The last act. It, it, it seemed like so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't end happy. Spoiler alert! If you've not read Romeo and Juliet, anyway, go ahead, please. But sure, Chubby's, yeah, so you're sure. right about Chubby's. Chubby's. That's delicious. Yeah, that, that's another good one. And here's a name, a blast from the past, Mackenzie's. Mm-hmm. You know, you say Mackenzie's now, people say like, ah, the king cakes of the old. And yes, you can still get some Mackenzie's branded baked goods. King cakes, uh, donuts, uh, one of the tasty, uh, tasty donuts, the one up on Harrison Avenue is the one I'm thinking of in Lakeview. They've, they've, they have the brand for that. They brought back those recipes. But there actually is still one McKenzie's, actual McKenzie's owned <laughs> McKenzie's location. Logo, McKenzie's Green, you name it, right? Yep. Uh, it does not make any baked goods. You cannot get a king cake there. You cannot get a donut there. It is McKenzie's Chicken in a Box. And it's a fascinating relic of the McKenzie's empire that once was. Mm-hmm. All the bake shops are gone, but this one McKenzie's chicken in a box held on. It was opened in, I want to say, 1948. And it was when the original McKenzie's owners wanted to uh, create basically a fried chicken chain, kind of ahead of their time, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it never, never took off to, to be what that was envisioned it to be. But this one location has kept chugging on. 
And now you walk in, and it's actually a little ghostly. When you walk in, you walk past the, the, the racks where the baked goods once were. It was sort of this, this, this ghost bakery right up front, just empty. And it's sort of a, a holding area now for people waiting for their fried chicken. And all the action happens in the back on the small, cramped, crowded, chaotic fried chicken counter. All of these are good signs, by the way. If you walk into a fried chicken place and there's a little bit of shouting and yelling, a little bit of chaos, you know you're in a good spot because you know it's good chicken. It's going to be a good value. There's something about that that makes people just a little bit crazy until they get their hands in their chicken. These are all good signs, by the way, when you're looking for, for chicken like this. So, I got to take a one break. Final one one Wait. final one on our list, Redbird in um, Lakeview and also in Covington, uh, a newcomer, uh, highly surprised by them. They're doing great. They won the National Fried Chicken uh, Contest last fall. And if you get the family packs there, uh, also a good call for party fried chicken. Take All it right. away. Quick break, and then we'll come back. We can talk some more chicken. As a matter of fact, let me invite the audience in on this, 504-260-1870. You got a favorite party fried chicken place where you go to get takeout chicken that you think is really good? One thing I love about the, um, and I forgot the picture of it you showed, the um, chicken. I like it better not in a styrofoam box but in the cardboard box with the tissue paper. That, to me, is some good chicken, and that's McCarty's that does it that way, I think. Let's take a break. Picking up here, we'll come back. Ian McNulty, our guest, food, dining, time speaking, you, New Orleans advocate. Fried chicken. Where where you get the best fried chicken, and especially if you're getting a big old giant order to take to the parade. Back in a flash, WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Newell Norman in studio today, just chatting with him. He had a good time last night at Muses. Uh, we're talking to um, Ian McNulty, covers food and dining culture for the Times Picayune, New Orleans advocate, talking about favorite fried chicken. Um, somebody said Redbird is solid. And then somebody said uh, good fried chicken. Uh, it's hard to write down all the notes. And you can find this at NOLA.com, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's a big, big story on, uh, there under our uh, entertainment tab. Just look for my name. So, come up. so the um, five you said started with McCarty's, which is again where? Uh, that's on Broad Street, just past Esplanade Avenue, um, by Bayou Road, very close to the fairgrounds racetrack. Uh, then we talked about Highway Fried, forty-one fifty Jefferson, Jefferson Highway, and then you talked yeah. about Chubby's, which is on General Meyer and Algiers, right where I grew up. Mackenzie's Chicken in a Box, which is on Elysian Fields, or just backs to Elysian Fields. It backs up to Elysian Fields. I think the address is actually on Frenchman Street, although it's not uh, the Frenchman Street you're thinking of. Yeah, uh, down on the Marity. Uh, so this is. Um, yeah, this You'll is see deep, it. You can't Gentilly miss it if you go down if you go down Legion Fields and Gentilly right. at that corner. You can't miss it. Right. And then Red right. Bird on Covington. So tell yeah. me what else. What about some new king cakes discovery? I know we talk about king cakes, but the days are winding down, and we won't have this to talk about after uh, Tuesday. Some of the newer king cakes you like. There's some of the the old favorites. Somebody texted in by the way that Dong Fong um, just drove past Dong Fong. Cars parked both sides of Highway 90, lined to the highway and a hundred yards along it. So a very popular king cake. Have you noticed that there's a new, um, a new favorite or a new, a new, uh, um, how can I phrase this delicately? 
um, a local favorite or a popular girl or something along those lines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yes. I, there's, there, there's, there are much like much like the society scene in Carnival. There are uh, there are debuts every season in the in the king cake world. That's why you um, should be a writer because you know how to say things. <laughs> sure. Oh, well, one that has gotten a lot of attention and I think well deserved is IU Bakehouse, which is a new place. Uh, it opened last season, so that last year was its was its debut season. Uh, but this one came to to the forefront of our of our our bracket, our voting bracket on NOLA.com, where we asked people to just hey, vote for your favorite. You t- I could tell you my favorites. You tell us. And um, you know, to, to my own amazement, IU Bakehouse rose to the top because I I not that I didn't think it was undeserving. It was my, my one of my favorite king cakes that I tried last year and again this year. Uh, but it simply was not that well known, you know, in, in a realm where many king cake bakeries are household names. Uh, you know, the, the way they work their social media definitely had something to do with it. But there were a lot of people out there voting uh, that wanted to, wanted IU Bakehouse to uh, to have its name up there in, in lights on the, in the final round, and, and they won. It's an excellent king cake. It it, it evokes the tradition uh, that we that we we all know and love of, of the base model of the king cake, uh, but adds this nice. You know, kind of craft quality to it all. Uh, really wonderful feathery light texture on the inside, kind of croissant-like exterior. Just great. Uh, another king cake that is is new this year. Well, the bakery is new this year. Just opened in January. It's called Nolita, and that's on Orleans Avenue, near Bayou Saint John. Uh, it had been a bakery called Mayhew Bakery before uh, that closed about a year ago, uh, but this. Nolita is is a, a wonderful uh, new neighborhood bake shop that already had a, a bit of a name for itself with its king cake uh, that was sold at King Cake Hub last season and and a few before that, and it, it's it, it is a really good tribute to I would say the, the classic Mackenzie style king cake, but it has just a little little different signature to it. It's got uh, a bit of Satsuma. Uh, glaze and citrus zest running through it, so just a, a, a little touch to brighten it up a bit. But this is a you know, take a slice, dunk it in the dunk it in your coffee. Uh, the advice given uh, on, a, on a little takeaway card they put in the box of king cakes there at Nolita is to put it in the microwave for a couple seconds, I think maybe five or ten seconds. That's it, and it really does um, make a, a nice transformation for that king cake. Uh, and it's a, again, there are stories associated with these, with these king cakes and these king cake makers, the the baker there at Nolita is Martha. And, um, her story came to me through, uh, a guest you had on not too long ago, Matt Haynes. He's the author of the big book of king cakes. Fantastic. And sitting on my coffee table right now for all my, my endymion guests to, to gaze over tomorrow. Uh, but I, I learned of, of Martha's story of Nolita, uh, thanks to that book, which is filled with these great stories. And she, uh, very frankly, was down and out. You know, she was suffering from addiction, had been on the streets, was living under the overpass um, uh, down by the Crescent City Connection, living under the bridge, but managed to get herself together, got help, got treatment, um, emerged from that, went to Noki, which is the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, that sort of fast-track culinary school that we have downtown, just a couple blocks, really, from the bridge under which she was found herself living. Val, uh, became the valedictorian of her class at uh, at Noki, 
uh, started making a name for herself with these uh, with her king cakes, won an award at the New Orleans Food and Wine Experience for her desserts, and lo and behold, today she has a bake shop on Orleans Avenue in the Faubourg St. John neighborhood, and she readily shares that story as one of recovery and hope for other people who uh, may be struggling. And it's a beautiful story. She's a beautiful human being, Martha is, and she makes a great king cake and also a pretty tasty boudin croissant too. She's got a boudin, uh, excuse me, a boudin Danish and a tasso croissant. So a croissant stuffed with that smoky Cajun ham and a Danish topped with meaty boudin, all that plus king cake. And yes, you're right. These are the final days. You know, the sun is setting on king cake season. We have today, we have tomorrow, we have Sunday, we have Monday, we have Fat Tuesday, and then it's over. So make them all count. We're Neil, counting the days closer than we are calories, that's Neil for Warren's sure. in here telling me about Nolita King Cake, and he had it for breakfast today. I got four of them yesterday, and I, he also told me where to get them, so uh, where they're located. So I'll be heading over there today. I'll also make a report on Orleans Avenue, as I did yesterday. T- Tim, turn Newell's mic on, if you will. Let's put him to work since he's here. Newell, Ian McNulty, Ian McNulty, Newell, you know each other. Um, Great to see you, Sheriff. Um, Newell was saying he had some delicious Delicious. Oh, he's got to change some. Some delicious wine last night. Somebody else texted in about while we get Newell's microphone working. There we go. We are there? Okay, good. About um, some great food to take out from restaurants besides fried chicken, if you got any recommendations. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm glad you asked this because it is, you know, yeah, the classics, right? Box of fried chicken, round platter, mini muffaladas. How about those those finger sandwiches that are, you know, so humble but do such heavy duty uh, during this time of year? You know, the ones I'm talking about, this ham, this turkey, this, it's squished between a little bit of white bread. That's like the heavy lifting of keeping people fed during Mardi Gras. But then you come across some these little special efforts that someone made. One of my favorite tricks is uh, go to a spot that makes banh mi, which are the Vietnamese po' boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're inexpensive. Several of the places I'm thinking of if you buy 10 or 12, they give you one free, kind of a baker's dozen kind of style. Now, you take those sandwiches and you cut them up uh, into – these are not big sandwiches. These are like on pistolet-sized bread. You cut them up into three or four pieces each. You array those on a platter. And instead of finger sandwiches or another mini muffalata, which I love, uh, you have a sandwich filled with uh, Vietnamese cold cuts and – fresh jalapeno and cilantro and pickled daikon radish and carrot and a little mayonnaise and boom, fantastic. All that crunch and flavor and freshness. Um, that's a great trick. Go to a bakery. Um, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Norma's sweets bakery. There's one in Kenner. There's one in mid city. Uh, they make a great king cake, by the way, filled with guava. So sort of a Latin American style king cake. That's a fun change of pace, uh, but go to the bakery case and you can get boxes of little meat pies and empanadas. Uh, take those out to the root. Um, think about, uh, you know, your favorite place for takeout um, tacos. You know, you, the, the places that, uh, that, that will put together big catering packs of tacos that kind of are you know, fun to pass around the parade route. You know, not, you're not sitting down for a meal. Just, it's basically taking the idea of street food and bringing it with you. Um, you should see Newell's eyes light up to think that this sheriff that terrified me when he was the sheriff of Jefferson Parish would be such a foodie and such a, a connoisseur when it comes to wine. Who knew, right? You got to do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. Um, Ian McNulty, well, thank you, sir. 
Have a great weekend. I, I, Ian, I want you to try I, I want you to try this though. I get the dirty rice at Toops uh, meadery and I put that on a flour tortilla, wrap it up. You can wrap it up in aluminum foil. Take that to the uh, parade route with you and it goes great with a Pinot Noir. Oh, fantastic. Good pairing too. See, see Tommy, law enforcement, they know they know from food. You know what we're gonna do? I think we're gonna make I think we're gonna make like steered me to chubbies. We're gonna switch places. You can do Newell's show and talk about civic affairs and issues. We'll get Newell to come in and talk about drinking and eating. (laughs) Ian McNulty, have a great Mardi Gras. I guess I'll see you tomorrow at the party if I can get the address. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good luck with that along the Endymion route. Yes, somewhere along the Endymion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'll be be the one in a purple, gold, and green. You know that corner on the neutral ground side. Yeah, exactly. I thank Ian McNulty. We'll take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Bobby Ventura, get some tips on the big game here on WWL. First, a look at traffic. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 